Hello everybody, this is Subrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Jennifer Learning with us, a worker life strategist, dream builder coach, influential speaker, author, blogger, creator and host of the Behind the Dreamers and Startup Girls podcast, helping others to achieve success through persistence and grit. So without further delay, let's welcome Jennifer. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here today. Most welcome, Jennifer. Let's begin with your, your journey first. Like, how did you get started into this profession? What exactly inspired you to become a coach? And where did you start your journey and how? It- yeah, sure. Well, I was in the network marketing space for 22 years. And so I always tell people I got my start back in 1997 when I joined the network marketing space. And so I was in the pink bubble, which everybody knows here is Mary Kay. And I was in leadership with that company for about 15 years. And then In 2012, I had this major life change, which I think a lot of us that get into the coaching space have, you know, we have this like something happens to us that sort of like sparks this new move and momentum. And so I had a health condition that turned my life completely upside down for the better part of four years. And so that kind of spawned the direction. I tell people at that time, I didn't really know that I was going to be doing what I was doing, but I had been coaching women the entire time I had been in the network marketing space, but just had never really known that's what I was doing. And so after I had this big health scare that came in, I sort of just evolved. It was one thing led to another, led to another. And so I tell people, you know, here we are, fast forward and three, and this is what I do. And I laugh about it. People just think this is what I've been doing forever. And I'm like, no, it's never that way, right? It's a journey. We go one place to the next to the next. So I've been in this the, the space for a while, just on my own for probably the last five, six years. Wow. And how it's going on now? Good. I'm enjoying it. I think every day we sort of continue to evolve as entrepreneurs. And I think that's the beauty of this journey is that if we're open to learning, we get to, yeah. to continue to evolve. And that's that's my favorite part is the growing Correct. and the journey. Correct. Yeah. And basically now you are mostly focusing on one-on-one coaching or you have other options like group coaching or any kind of online programs. If anyone wants to get coaching from you, right, then what kind of options are available? Yeah. So I do have clients that I work one-on-one, you know, they, they prefer that method. But then I also do group coaching. I'm certified in the Dream Builder program, which is amazing because it's kind of like a transformation. I've actually gone through the course. I did it before I ever even decided I wanted to use it. So I believe in it. But then I also have a, a framework community that I do for entrepreneurs that are really looking to grow. And they're in that space where, yeah, they're probably doing some things. I paid for personal development, but they're looking for something intense, something that's going to be a community that's really going to spark them and create that change and then help them get to that next level that they're wanting to get to. So I do all of those things you're talking about. Yeah. So let's talk about some basic process of your coaching systems like i'll give you some situations and where you let us our audience like how do you operate in that part okay so basically i'll be a person struggling with a lot of the things in my life and i just come to you now you tell me that how do you approach to working with me okay well first thing i like to find out is where people are and so that's usually a strategy session i always do complimentary strategies because i I, for a couple reasons one like i said i need to find out where you are right now in your journey you know some people are coming in to this entrepreneur space brand new like they may have come from corporate right and they're going into this space or maybe they've been at it a while and they're stuck so i need to find out so i do a strategy session and from there we really hone in on what are your core values like what is important to you because Everything that we do from that point needs to be based off that. And I mean that being a solo entrepreneur by yourself, 
all the way to if you decide you want to start having employees, those core values are essential, right? And they're important in your life and they're important in your business. And so that's what I like to do. And then I can kind of decide when I talk to you, hey, are we going to be a good fit? Because I want to make sure that I can help you, right? And I think mm-hmm. one of the big things to understand the difference between coaches and consultants, they're both great positions, right? But they're different yeah. because consultants yeah. are going to come in and tell you what you need to do. Whereas a coach is going to guide you, they're going to facilitate and you're going to make the decisions. And so I need to make sure I can work with you. I need to make sure you like me too, right? It's a two-way street. I'm interviewing you. And then from there, we decide is, you know, one-on-one coaching a best fit? Are you going to thrive in a group setting with a community? Are you needing less one-on-one, but you want to have like 365 days support, but not need to be in the space of on the phone or in the Zoom call with me all the time? So it's really finding out your needs, and finding out what I offer matches with your needs and how do we go about moving that forward. Okay, so let's see that we found everything that and we are having a conclusion that we are good fit for each other. So let me know how do you balance holding your clients accountable while also being compassionate enough and supportive? Yeah, good question. I like that. So accountability is not really a hard part for me because I, I think that comes in in the checkup. If they're, if they're showing up every week, they're going to, they're being accountable, right? Like they're showing up. And sometimes I think it's hard when we're in that space, right, to offer that compassion of saying, hey, listen, I know that you're wanting to move the needle here and this is where the accountability part comes in, right? But I try to create wins for them. And what I mean by that is when we're setting goals to do things, we don't want to set, like, let's take, for instance, you're coming into this and you're brand new, you're like a level one in the confidence Richter scale, right? Like you're level one. We're not going to do a level 10 goal. We're going to try to do a two goal, a goal that's going to give you a little bit of a win. So that Mm -hmm. yes, when you come back on the follow-up or however you're showing up, you're going to be excited because you created some kind of win and we built some confidence. And so Mm -hmm. my goal is always to figure out a way that we can help you decide what you're willing to do but it's enough that it stretches you a little bit to build your confidence, but not so much that you're going to be afraid to show up at the next call or the check-in because yeah. it was too big to do the goal. You know what I mean? Yeah, correct. And also like when they get some kind of sense of achievement or they will see that, yes, like they will always have that level of confidence that, yes, I can do this. This thing is working. This thing is working and I can easily take to go to the next step in my life or in the coaching things because the most important part here is it's a not a short-term relationship when you are just uh, a coaching session with your coach it's like basically establish a relationship and that relationship always go in a long haul yeah yeah we want people well and i'm of the mindset that listen i would rather help you create sustainable change than give you a quick fix i'm not a band-aid person so i tell people all the time If you're coming to me to look to get rich quick or you're looking to have a quick system that you're going to be in and out. And this is why diets don't work. Think about it, because we tell people that 30 days to make a change. It does not take 30 days to create sustainable change, to create sustainable change. You're talking about years of discipline doing something right to you get to a place that you're completely unconsciously competent in something. Right. And so I'm much more interested in how do I help you create that change? So that if you fall off tomorrow, let's say you have a bad week. So how to get right back up and pick up right where you left off and learn the, the skills that you take, the skills you've just been taught and put them back into action. And so that's how we create the wins. Well, we have to do that in a place where we can create these small, sustainable wins so that we build the confidence over time. Yeah, got it. Wonderful. 
So, Jennifer, since you are helping a lot of people as well as you have a lot of experience in this industry, what do you think that what are the most important qualities for a successful book? I think you have to have compassion for your people and love what you do. I think that's probably rides over everything because this is, I feel like coaching is therapy. It's therapy without the certification, right? Like we, that's one of the things I say, I always get invested in my people when I'm done, I'm tired. Like I am just worn out and it's because I love my people and I want them to succeed because there's nothing better than knowing your people are taking what you're teaching. They're actually putting into practice and they're winning, right? They're creating these wins. And I love hearing their stories. It's also deflating when they don't win, like when you're, and so I want them yeah. to win. So I think you have to be able to be vested in your people, but I also think you have to be able to have boundaries and be okay saying, this is how I operate my business, right? And having those boundaries in place so that you work effectively and you don't get so wrapped up that you start compromising your own values, right? Mm-hmm. Because our value, whatever we do, whatever work we do, our values are important and you need to know how you're running and operating your business, but having compassion and, and like you mentioned earlier, holding your people accountable, yeah. right? It's they're, they're paying you. They're paying you to get them from point A to point B. Your job is to help them get to point B. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I believe that you have a lot of clients coaching success stories, right? Since you are doing the things like from the past five to six years. But would you like to share one or maybe two of your clients coaching story that would be nearly or closely to your heart? Yeah. Well, I have one girl I can tell you right now. She's a young girl. She's actually about the same age as my oldest daughter. And I have been working with her since December of 2020. So right around the time COVID had started. She's in Spain, which is neat because we obviously have the distance could be a problem. I'm in the States down in Texas. She's in Spain. And so we've had to navigate at the time. But she had called me at the time. She had had a business in Spain and it had shut down due to the pandemic. And it was kind of in a place where she was starting a business. She had a, a designer bag, an online business that she was doing and was trying to basically get her life in alignment with her business, right? Like she was having these periods of time where she was shutting down and everything. And so since that time I've been working with her, I mean, her business is doing so amazing. She's been shut down on Instagram twice. I mean, you're talking an online account with over 10,000 followers in it and twice has had that account shut down and has rebuilt her business and is succeeding again. And she is phenomenal. And one of the things I love about her story that I like to share is when I first started working with her, and I keep in mind, she's in her 20s, early 20s. I was telling her all these habits and things that I was doing, you know, affirmations and mantras and reading and all these habits. And she would tell me, I just can't do this. I'm lazy. And I'm like, you're not lazy. You're not lazy. Well, today I love this because now she's doing yoga. She's doing horse riding. She's reading. She's doing all these things that we've been talking about. And my point to this is that We've been talking about this now for three years, this stuff. And now it's starting to finally kick in and become a part of her life. And it has transformed all parts of her life, her business, everything. And so she is one of my most favorite stories because it's just been fun to watch her grow and see the things that she's doing and how her businesses are flourishing. But I've had several that have been really great. I had a gal that came to me that was going trying to get into fighter pilot school. And she was... She came to me and when she first came to me, she had a whole Excel spreadsheet. It was all about her exercise program. And I was kind of getting started in this whole journey of moving from the, the network marketing space into coaching and was trying to decide, do I want to go into life coaching? Do I want to do business? And now I do both. I'm an entrepreneur. I do the hybrid. Yeah. But I was working specifically with her at the time on life coaching. And at the end of working with her, I think we worked together about a year. 
she had completely changed her what she was trying to do. And it was funny because she wanted to fly in a plane. She wanted to get up in a plane. And she didn't see any reason getting up in the plane unless she had got accepted into fighter pilot school. And I said to her, why don't you just go get in the plane? Why don't you just arrange a flight lesson, go up in there. And the day she went up, she sent me photos from up in the air, said it was the best thing she had ever done. And after that, she was scheduling her weekends to go do this. And fast forward at the end of her coaching, her paperwork had finally gotten accepted into the fighter pilot school. So she was going into doing that. And so I have so many stories like that where we we worked on changing certain things in their life. They came to me for one specific reason, but we evolved them as a human being, whether it was in their Mm -hmm. business or their personal life. And so that's what I really try to do is to get them to be effective leaders, in all areas of their life, both their personal and business. And what ultimately ends up happening is their businesses grow and flourish. And that's what we want at the end of the day as entrepreneurs, right? Correct. Absolutely. Like most importantly now, she is happy with her life. And basically as a coach, it is the most important part. And it always gives you, you know, that beautiful feeling. So when you see that your client is getting raised up, they are just doing the thing that they wanted to do in their life. So, yeah. Yeah, it gives you the feels, the happy feels. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. So as you see that nowadays, artificial intelligence, it's crazy, right? He's entering each and every field. So as a coach or as an entrepreneur or business owner, how do you look at the artificial intelligence? Like what kind of impact that it's going to have on the industry in the future? Yeah, I think this is a good question. And it's funny because I'm learning about it like everybody else. And I will tell you so far, like I'm a big fan of chat GPT. I love it. I'm like, why did we not have this a long time ago, right? Like it makes work so much easier. You know, so I mean, I use it in my business. I use it when I am trying to use my podcast notes, when I'm trying to create it for that. I've used it for even in pieces when I'm trying to look for dialogue and something I'm trying to put together. Um, I'm using some of it. I'm working right now on some marketing efforts where I'm going to be doing some clone videos and I'm excited about that. And so I don't know enough about it to to say, how is it going to like make the difference? I know the good and the bad, but I know personally and what I'm doing, it's been beneficial. And I do, I tell even my clients a lot of times when we're just the other day, give you a good example. I was helping a gal. She came to me. She's got a logo she's trying to get put together and she's got the name of her business. And she's like, I like this letter, this letter in the logo, right? I don't want to tell all the details of it. She's like, I like this letter. And I said, this is where my consultant part was coming out. And I said, well, you need to kind of figure out what that letter represents to you, because it's not a normal letter in this word. And people are going to go, why that letter? Right. And so we got into chat GPT and we started looking stuff up. And so I just copied and pasted. I sent her to her and I said, okay, now look at this. And I want you to work with that and figure out how to make that work into what you're doing. So I do see some ways that it can help us with crafting, you know, some dialogue, some ideas, And I don't know, making, I know for me, like I said, with my podcast, it's cut down the amount of time I'm spending on just creating show notes. So I'm loving it. Wonderful. So based on your experience, what do you think that like these tools is here that are helping us or revolutioning our world? Or do you think that there is some bad part about it? I I keep reading on this stuff. And, you know, there are the people that are like, no, 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 we need to halt all this. Stop it. I'm sure you're seeing the same thing I'm saying. And then there, there are the people that are, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I always feel like it's somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? Like there's probably going to be some things that are going to not be good. There are going to be people that abuse it, manipulate it, right? But for a lot of people, it's going to be a really good thing. And so I don't know. I think we're probably going to have to sort of 
watch and see what unfolds with it. What I mean, I don't want to say either way because I don't know enough. I don't study it. I did meet a guy the other day that this is what he does. He's got a PhD in something. This is what he does. And he was talking to me about it. He's like, there's a lot of good with it, but there's also, you know, concerns. And so I don't know. I think we're going to have to kind of see what transpires. Yeah, like most of the organizations, they are coming up with some restrictions about it. But in a nutshell, if you see overall, then it always helps you in each and everything. Because see, like most people, they do not have any idea about what like chat GPT, when chat GPT in action mode, they can do more than 70% of your time. Another tool, AI isn't. If you just put some prompt, they can go through all of your laptops or PCs that you're using. They can be able to write an email, send it to the person that you want, open your WhatsApp and message to the person that you want and like do multitasking only in one voice command. So if you if if you are like seeing the things in that way, then it always helps us to save a lot of time so far that we are always put in the repetitive or mundane task and always gives us a chance to live a better life. Yeah. It's an another part, right? But other than yeah, like each and everything has some pros, some cons, but yeah, like people are just eagerly doing some restrictions on it. But let's see, <laughs> the future is really interesting. I agree. Well, and you're so right. I mean, I created a sales script the other day. I typed in the words I wanted to use. And I said, rewrite this and it wrote it. And then I used it to record a video that I was doing. And it was great because I have the words I want to say, but sometimes you want to have it sound just a little better, right? Like the vernacular needs yeah. to be a little bit different. And you just put that in, say, rewrite. I've even done like, hey, write a three-page story about a pig and it'll spit out a three-page story to you. So you can pretty much do anything like you say, anything you want, an email, a, a sales, I mean, a mission statement, anything. Yeah. Basically, if I talk about mostly the chat GPT, it is a wonderful tool for doing the brainstorming, the ideas that you have. Okay. So Jennifer, let's move to our next question. Podcast, then we will wrap up our podcast. So... Each and every field has different type of misconceptions, right? So what are some common misconceptions about coaching that you have noticed till now? Ah, okay. That's a good one. And you're right. There are a lot. And I think that I think people group coaches together a lot of times. They think that we're all because we don't have like all these fancy degree titles. I don't know about you, but this is what I will say. I learned something when I was a Mary Kay for a mentor. I've never forgotten. I learned a lot of great things, but this one thing I've never forgotten, and it was never take advice from somebody that you wouldn't trade places with. It is always stuck in my mind. And so I have always adopted the mindset that if somebody hasn't walked in the shoes that I've walked in, I don't really know that they can offer me the advice I need to hear. And that's just the way I, that's my personality. I recognize that doesn't work for everybody. But I think a lot of times in the coaching space, I, there, I think they're good and bad in everything we do. Every industry that you're in, there's going to be great engineers, bad engineers, good doctors, bad doctors. And I think the coaching space is no different. I think there are a lot of people that decide, they wake up and go, hey, I want to be a coach. Me personally, I have to walk the talk. Like I got to, whatever I'm talking, I got to walk it. So I had to go through a lot of life crisis. I had to have a lot of things happen to me that I could say, you know what? I've walked through these valleys and not that I can say, I know how you feel, but I can show you what I did to get out of that. That's my goal. And so I think that a lot of times people group coaches in this whole thing that if they haven't had this specific title, that they're really not worthy to teach somebody something. And I think if they walked it and they've lived it, you can learn something from you can learn from everybody pretty much right but i think if somebody's walked in your shoes and 
I always use the the running as an example because I was a marathon runner. If you're going to go run a marathon, you probably want to talk to a person that's ran a marathon, not the person that's ran the 5K because those are completely different races. You can get started with 5K, but you're going to need to talk to somebody who's done the run. So I think it's just grouping us all in that pile that we don't have the credentials to yeah to show you you need to know right correct yeah wonderful okay so let us know what is the best possible way to reach out to you so that our audience can find you and get in touch with you yeah the easiest way is just to go to my name which is jennifer loading and i'm assuming you'll have the name in there so it's just my name.com pretty easy everything's linked podcast all you can find me all my pages are connected through there so guys to make sure you follow jennifer wonderful person great personality and great journey and you can reach out to her according to your coaching needs so that was today's episode of sparking on the pinot so thank you jenny for being on the show and it was an honor to be with you today thank you appreciate it thanks for having me here thanks again so that said i am your host subrat signing off and you guys have a wonderful day bye guys